Thanks for tuning in to You Are the Magic Pill. Do you often wish that you could just pop a magic pill that would change your life instantly, giving you everything that your heart desires? The truth is, you don't need one. Because get this, you are the magic pill. I'm your host, Victoria, and during this podcast, I will be giving you a dose of my truth by keeping it real with inspiring stories and wisdom. My mission is to show you how to fall in love with yourself so that you can discover your own truth. If you're ready to realize that you are the magic pill, then come on a heroic journey with me to remember who you truly are to activate that power found within. Hi, and welcome back to You Are the Magic Pill. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm excited because I haven't had a guest on here to talk to you with me until today. I have my friend Withers with me. We've known each other for a while, but we've never actually knew that we had something in common. So many things in common. Yeah. Did you know? Like, Didn't have a clue. And so what happened, and before I'm going to let Withers tell you her story, because it was really cool. I was looking on Instagram about a week or two ago, and I saw this video, and I don't watch a lot of videos on Instagram or TikTok or anything like that, but I decided to watch it. And so I started listening to her story, and she started to share something that was super vulnerable and personal to her. And I was like, oh my gosh, that reminds me of something that I've struggled with that I have actually not shared on the podcast just yet, but I want to touch on that a little bit today and share with you to relate to Withers' story, but it's more about her story today. Welcome, Withers, to my podcast. Thank you so much. I will say, okay, my story is when I was three months old, a boiling pot of lima beans, and I still eat them, by the way, they're delicious, but it was spilled on me on 33% of my body. So I have third-degree burns. This was 1984. Unfortunately, they have not made a lot of progress or really any scientifically as to how to cover them up, et cetera, et cetera. But I took it upon myself to do so. As a child, I don't remember it bothering me. About the age of 13, not being able to wear bathing suits, not being able to, it was the 90s, backless tops, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I developed ways in which to hide it self-tanners. We were laughing because we like have tried every hundred dollar one out there. And I love the Sally Hansen. I know, right. They, they, should be, they should be paying us for this. Uh, the the yeah. leg spray. Yeah. So if you want a good self-tanner, Sally Hansen. It's really Although good. you will, you will turn a boy's bed orange. I'll just tell you straight up. Uh, You'll turn your own bed orange too. I'm cool with that. But when you leave it, <laughs> my husband was like, my bed's orange every day when we first started dating. I was like, sorry, this is beauty is pain. It is kind of a mess. I know, it's a mess. And then my whole bathroom's orange too, but it comes out. But anyway, so I was, you know, just trying to hide it because I've lived in a small town most of my life, Little Rock, Arkansas, and everybody knew what had happened and there weren't any questions. And I found generally, and I, I hope if anybody out there has any things they're self-conscious about with their body, you know, mine is on 33% of my body. It's on my legs, both legs, my left arm predominantly, my complete left breast, hit my neck a tiny bit. If you saw me in, in regular clothes in the winter, you, you wouldn't even notice. If you saw me in a bathing suit, you would 100% notice. I actually have been on a TV show on Dr. 90210. They did a whole... That's so cool. I know. It was really cool. They did a special. And I was like, oh, God, this is tacky. No. And then it was two days after my mother had passed away. And I said, I'm going to get to honor her and talk about her. And I want to stand up for all the little girls out there, women who 
are hurting and say, I think I said at one point, you know what? I'm going to have scars on my legs and scars on my arms, but I'm going to have great boobs. Nice. Part of my, part of my French. But they were working on my breast, the yeah. left one, and that was my 19th surgery. And I've been having them since I was seven years old. The problem with burn skin is they don't know what to do with it. They look at but, you like a lab rat. And, I, you know, you kind of have to roll with the punches, figure your own stuff out, those stick-on uh, bra things, boob things, best thing that ever happened to me. And I know there's a lot of women out there suffering, you know, from breast cancer who have had to have, mm-hmm. you know, complete what is it, mastectomy, mm-hmm. had their breasts removed. And, and I know that that is, um, as a female, it's something that's very important to you. You know, your breasts probably more than anything. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you I, I couldn't breastfeed about, my yeah. child, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Things change. Yeah. Things change a lot. Things change. And they I shift. They shift. <laughs> well, they said that. But yeah. Um, yeah. unfortunately, 20 years ago, they said that don't do anything. There'll be a solution. But there isn't. So I came up with my own. I, you know, started getting hair extensions to cover my left arm. I started using self-tanner and spray tanning. I would wear one-arm shirts. And you'll notice, actually, in the world, most one-arm shirts are right arm. I need it on my left. So I would turn them around backwards. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's a good idea, though. Yeah, that's I know. Creative. It was. I did, I did it last night at a store, actually. But I was like, no, this is not authentic. I'm not doing it. And so... I uh, had a boyfriend for 13 years, and he really never saw the left breast. Seriously? Seriously. Until I met my husband. He has been the first one, and he made me. He said, just let me see. And he said, I think you're beautiful. And, you know, the thing is, I would say with, with scars, there's all different types. And there's emotional scars that we've been through. There's physical scars that everybody can see. Which maybe is easier for mm-hmm. me because they see it. Mm-hmm. Emotional scars people can't see and they don't understand the pain you've been through. Right. A physical scar you you wear around and they see, wow, she survived something. And you know, my- and then we like kind of I don't know about you, but like you kind of act like it's okay to the world. You act like it's okay, but inside you're like suffering because you're so consumed by it that you don't want to expose it and then that's all you think about and then it's just it's just a sick cycle of like you just it it keeps you from living your life it robs you from joy and all of that i never i didn't wear shorts until last year right and like it's hot and you well i moved to a new city and i moved to new york first and you know no one knew what had happened and every everywhere i would walk in they would look and i was like oh my god they're staring at me and so either i would just kind of cover it up or i would just be like yeah i was burned Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it's very funny. I figured out that within two meetings of a person, they don't see it anymore Mm -hmm. because they see you. Mm -hmm. And what's important is to stand up and say, you know, hey, look, I don't have any tattoos, but this is my tattoo from God. Mm -hmm. That's what I always say. And I'm like, he gave me a lot. But that just means that, you know, I I compare myself to a cat with nine lives and stuff. I think I've had 15 (laughs) Um, because there's lots more to it. But I, I just think, you know, recently in my life, there was a it doesn't matter, but there was somebody that was kind of giving me a hard time about it and threatened to put some pictures on the internet of, of my scars. And I just said, you know what? I'm done with this. I have a husband who loves me. I have a one-year-old child who's adorable. I have great friends and you know what? I'm going to put it out there and I don't, maybe we could uh, link the video or something. And it's the wildest thing I've ever done because my life has looked pretty perfect. And Another thing on that, the more I found growing up, the better it looks on the outside, the worse it is on the inside. Mm -hmm. That's true. (laughs) Um, Right? Well, I mean, yeah, because what's 
inner is outer too, though. Houses, I mean, as far as this whole setup of families, as far as our bodies, as far Mm -hmm. as, you know, and and the extent that women go to these days is we've done this to ourselves. I feel like, like men take what, like five minute showers and then we have to go have Botox and have our eyelashes done. I think that's a whole nother topic. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's a whole nother topic because honestly, did we do it to ourselves? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. If everybody would just stop. Yeah. Well, so, so I stood in front of a mirror, long story short, and I was like, hey, guess what? This is me in a bathing suit. I'm pale. I don't have any makeup on. When I get really pale, my scars turn purple on my legs. And my father, who did this, has never, he said he'd never even really seen it. I'd been covering it my whole Seriously? life. Seriously? Yes. He told me that yeah, last night. He said, I've wow. never really noticed it. You're really there's... good at hiding it. You were really good at hiding it. I've been through all the tanner. I, I mean, Dermablend, I remember my mother got me in seventh grade. It was like the first stuff that really hit it. But, you know, scars, again, I don't want to stick them in one category as being physical scars. Your scars are what make you who you are. And I think it's very important to hold your head high no matter what. And, you know, if it's an emotional scar, if it's a physical scar, whatever it is, you know, you own it. Because I always tell goddaughters and, and younger girls in my life, and I say, you teach people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. If you walk That's in a true. room and you own it. They're going to treat you like that. If you walk in a room and have your head down or look, you know, that's how men, Mm -hmm. women, friends, people that work, you teach people how to treat you and you want them to treat you with respect and you want to respect them and you want them to know you're a loyal, good person and you've been through a lot. But so what? You made it. Mm -hmm. I agree. And so I saw you, uh, I saw a picture on your Instagram that connected us, you were speaking about earlier, where you had showed your legs, I believe, for the first time. Kind yeah, of. and I haven't talked about it yet. On tell us, the, tell, <laughs> you tell them a little about that. Okay, so yeah, growing up as a child, I had a skin autoimmune disease, they call it, a skin d- disorder, whatever you want to call it. And I, I struggled with it always, it actually and it's called vitiligo, okay. and and I just, I covered it up like you, like I hit it constantly, like I did not want, I was so consumed by it, the older I got especially, like, because mm-hmm. it wasn't as bad younger, and then it grew, like it, it got more on my feet and on my, my hands, and right. I just really Same cried about it. scars, when I was little, they were tiny, right. as I grow, they grow. Correct. Right, Correct. and so it's like, it's just, it's more noticeable, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's a little bit harder to hide it, and so I really, really got consumed with it, and I want to read that quote that yeah, came to me because I think it applies to both of us. And I'm going to get more into to my story on another episode because I want to really have Withers speak about hers. But it's cool because I saw that video with you and I really related to it because I was like, oh, my gosh, like she's doing exactly what I did. She's stepping out there and she's being authentic and she's loving all parts of herself, no matter what the society thinks about what beauty is. It's about beauty within, like you were just talking about, you know, the beauty within, it's how you present yourself. It's your, it's the way that you come across is a way that you feel inside of you. And no one has seen this. I'll have you know. Yeah. Literally, no one had seen these. Like, I've covered it so well. Yeah. My husband was the first one to actually see it. I never saw it. We used to work together and I honestly never saw it. So the quote that I came, uh, had an inspired download with, it says, when you focus on what you think is so wrong, with yourself, then you lose what's so right. And I just believe that wholeheartedly because for myself, I lost a lot of joy. I lost a lot of it 
fun times because I didn't want to wear shorts. I didn't want to go to the lake. I didn't want to get out in the sun. Prom, you know, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like it's like I limited myself and I didn't enjoy my life like I could have. But, you know, no regrets on it because I did learn a lot about myself and I hid it with a Sally Jan. Is it Sally yeah, Jan? Yeah, Sally yeah, Hansen. Yeah. Sally Hansen. I say it wrong. The spray. Oh my gosh. That stuff, it really did cover it up. And I did self tanners all the time, which is exhausting. But yeah, so back well, to where you saw me. So so when you saw me, I actually had I, like, yeah. I had accepted it and I started to reveal it what and show you, it. Yeah. What, pardon me for asking, what made you do that? You know what? I yeah, it was when my best friend Shay died. I that week I was an emotional wreck. I was crying everywhere. I was crying when I walked my dogs because I can see it on my hands. I cried in public places because it consumed me. This looks like my bad tells and self tanner. Yeah, it over. No, your hands don't. Look it well. overtook <laughs> me. Well, in the summer I get tan and that doesn't, so okay. it really pops out because I'm half Mexican, so mm-hmm. it really pops out because it stays white and my skin gets really tan, mm-hmm. and so it's really obvious then. But I was consumed with it that week that she died. And it's when she died, I was just like, okay, it just hit me. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm done. Because I had been talking to her all week about it. Mm-hmm. And then she died. And I was like, okay, I am done with that. This does not matter. This is me. And I'm going to fully accept it. And I'm not going to be consumed by what that part of me that is just me. And honor her in the fact that you're you're still alive and you have that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm not. And so from that day forward, I let it go. And, you know, I, I funny enough, after I did that post, I've received hundreds and hundreds of messages, like private messages. And there are so many women out there struggling, even myself. I mean, I just had a baby a year ago. I'm like, oh, my God, I weighed 107 pounds. I weighed 162 pounds when I gave birth a month early. So when I <laughs> fell over, I wasn't getting up. Let me just tell I was like, humpty dumpty. <laughs> you know, it changes your body. You know, a lot of people feel self-conscious about their body. But you, ha- you have to remember, like I said in my video, when you're looking at Instagram, when you're looking at Facebook, TikTok, whatever, you're bored, you're sitting at work bored, or you're in your car, or you're feeling down, and you're looking at people's best pictures. And with all of these apps and all these things now, they can face tune them. I mean, I can actually blur out my entire mm-hmm. scars. Right. And, and, I, and I have done it. And I'm embarrassed because I, I feel like I was living a lie because my life looks so perfect. I mean, I'll just tell you, it really does. It's like, leave it to beaver. And the truth is, it's not. I mean, it's not perfect. I want my, you know, I want to kill my husband. Not really, but all the time, you know, I just like a small kick in the shin or something. And, and, you know, I think what you have to remember is that people are not going to remember what you look like. People are going to remember the impact you make on their life. People are going to remember, you know, your heart. People are going to remember, you know, what you brought to the world intellectually. And my favorite thing that I figured out, and I just figured it out a few years ago, is that when I walk in a room, I'd be so self-conscious wearing certain dresses and say, oh, my God, everybody's looking at me. They're looking at my scars. They're looking at, you know, I was thinking about me, me, me. And I realized, hey, guess what? Everybody in this room is thinking the same thing about themselves. Right. They're like, everybody's looking at me. Are they looking (laughs) at me? They could care less. What they do care about is you being a good person. I think every woman out there should be proud if she has whatever kind of markings on her body and most certainly do not settle for any man who treats you less than because of that. Because, you know, people respect it and there's a lot of women and little girls out there suffering and it's going to take women like us standing up and saying, you don't have to suffer. You can have it all. 
And I feel like I have it all. I feel like you have it all. We've had great careers. We've had, I mean, everything. And it's not going to hold you back. It's going to propel you because you have something different. You didn't go out and pay to have a bunch of tattoos put on you to, to, well, I don't understand that anyway, but to look different. Okay. Well, I got mine on accident. You know, I look different and I'm okay with that. And I'm going to rock it and I'm going to own it. And I'm going to, you know, any, anybody out there who doesn't have the support system that they need, just know that that part of you is just as beautiful as having, you know, long eyelashes or, you know, whatever's happened or your story, you know, as I was talking about emotional pain and having it physical actually helps you lead into that a lot. And I think that a lot of girls, you know, just stand up for who you are. And again, guys don't care. They, they don't even know. You could wear the same shirt, swear to God, three days in a row. My husband doesn't notice. It's funny. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the thing is, and like some guys struggle too, you know, so girls a don't care guys, too yeah. either. And it's like, it's all about what's in your heart and really showing that part. And when you can fall in love with yourself and you can accept who you truly are, then that's when that exudes and like comes out in you. And then you make other people see that true beauty within you and the outer stuff does fade away. And so I think that's why it's super important. Perfect point. And, and yeah, last really big point I'd like to make is that, so I looked for, you know, I dated a guy for 13 years. I dated a guy for four years in, in London. You know, I, I dated several guys and I was always looking. I thought my purpose was like to find my perfect match. And right. I was looking and everywhere and I wanted to have, you know, children, blah, blah. And I, it occurred to me, like, I have to be able to bring to the situation what I'm asking from the situation. That was the first thing that occurred to me. Secondly, what occurred to me was I had to love myself. Mm-hmm. It was not until I loved myself and like looked at myself in the mirror and was like, you, you know, you're good looking for these reasons because you're a good person because you're good. You know, you don't have to be a beauty queen or like, you know, Miss Arkansas, like, ew. but, um, <laughs> you know, you just, you, when I started loving myself, I actually volunteered for big brothers, big sisters. And I, I, Elijah is my little sis and seeing her world and seeing what she goes through and then comparing it and realizing how lucky I was. And realizing the capacity I had to do things for others and to stand up for them and not be ashamed and just truly focusing on myself, it came to me. I met my husband and it happened quickly, you know, in like a couple of years. And I have a one year old and a gorgeous house and a, you know, my best friend. And, you know, but a guy can tell, anybody can tell. If you don't love yourself, people aren't attracted to that. They're attracted to people with confidence, it makes them feel more confident. And they're attracted to people who stand tall and they know will protect them. And so who cares what you look like? Because looks fade. Guess what? And guess what? Tomorrow you could be in a terrible wreck and your whole face could be burned. But you're still going to have your friends. You're still going to have the impact you've made on people. And you're still going to continue to do that, I would hope. And so, you know, just don't worry about it. Guys don't care. Girls don't care. They literally have done it twice. They'll notice twice. They never bring it up again. Yeah. And once you accept it, then other people accept it. So if you make it a big deal, then they make it a big deal. Yeah. If I'm like, because you cause, you know, you cause that attention to it because otherwise really, if you're just your true self and you're just really, you are in love with yourself. And sometimes that's hard to fall in love with yourself. And that's what I talk about on these episodes is to help people to know how to fall in love with yourself, because sometimes it's really hard because you just don't. And you have to go through the process of going within to really discover your own truth, to be able to fall in love, to be able to accept the things that you feel are not 
ideal, which they probably are. Okay. I, I came up with this other saying that says, embrace what you can't change, enhance what you can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because oh. it's like, yeah, like it's like embrace what you can't. Cause like, I can't make myself, you know, taller, I guess right. with heels, with girls can, but you know, you can't like physically, I can't make my fingers shorter. I mean, that would be quite difficult. I can't make my, but enhance what you can't my, my shorter, um, you know, my mother. Yeah. I was going to say we were in a car wreck when I was 10 and uh, we flipped eight times and she, I flew out the back of the car. I didn't have my seatbelt on. It was not her fault, but she was paralyzed at a T2, which is right kind of under, kind of at your middle or high, high chest and scalped and her left arm was shattered and she lived. They gave her five years. She lived 16 and well, passed away from cancer at the end. I said, mom, aren't you upset? You have cancer. She said, what am I going to do? Sit around and cry about it. I was like, no, ma'am. But she taught me she would wear very bland shoes and she would wear very bland pants and she would wear bright red lipstick and a big necklace because it drew people's attention to other parts of their to her of her body. Mm-hmm. And she just went out there and just, you know, if the van was broken down that had the ramp, she would just wheel herself to the country club to play bridge. She said, I'm not missing it. You could see her scarf That's in cute. the wind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, you just she was just like, This is who I am. And actually the best connections I've had in my entire life, friends, guys, anybody. People want to see your weaknesses. You think that people want to look at you on Facebook and Instagram and all those things and see, oh my God, our life is perfect and blah, blah. That's not how people connect. That's not how people love you. They love you when you're honest and you're like, I'm hurting or this happened to me. And and you can relate on that level. And that is a true friendship. That is something that lasts forever. And if, if as women, we can all stick together and just accept that and support each other and not look at go something and go, ooh, that's ugly. Whatever. You know, there's something somebody else probably doesn't like about you, but who cares? And like not even like not judging somebody if they do feel like shit. You know, if you feel like shit and you're having a bad day and of course you don't want to make it a habit, right? Because you do your habits do turn your into your reality. So you want to be careful of that. Be mindful you of your words. Yeah, you might be mindful it. of your words, but didn't, there's some days that you just don't feel good or some days that you are overcome with it. And that's okay. And, you know, when you have good support system, then they can help, you know, uplift you and bring you out of that. But sometimes, you know, you just have to let those emotions come out and cry about it, just like you are when you're super happy about something. You know, you let those emotions come out and you embrace that in that moment and you love all parts of yourself. And that's what's truly beautiful about it is that once you realize that we're all things, then you can love all parts of you. And then that's when you do truly become whole. And that's the... And you're not hiding it. Right. You're I no mean, longer I, hiding it. I can it. remember walking down Rainy Street when I, I lived there before becoming so domesticated. And I I just found out on the phone I did not get a job I really wanted. And I took my blazer off. I don't like this pink or purple J. Crew blazer. And a, a homeless man walked by me in the middle of the day and looked at my arm and goes, ew, that's disgusting. He did. Yeah. Oh, this was like two, three years ago. And I remember thinking, okay, I just found out I didn't get the job I wanted. You know, I had a tank top on under my blazer. And he looks, has the audacity to look at me and say, that's disgusting. And I just smiled and I said, I hope you have a nice day. Mm-hmm. And I walked on and I kept my blazer off and I kept my head high. And mm-hmm. I said, okay, that was supposed to happen because I needed, mm-hmm. you know, I just didn't get this job and I needed to toughen up a little bit. And and it, it happens. People say terrible things, especially children. And I think it's important everybody teach their children that everybody's going to look different mm-hmm. and everybody's going to be different. But you have no idea what they can add to your life. Yeah. And what's the cool thing about like what I talk a lot about on my episodes and just a, a recent episode is that relationships 
they helped teach us stuff and we learn things from them. And even when somebody says something like that, it's still a relationship in that moment. It's a moment, it's an experience that pushes you, whether it's good or bad, but like it pushes you to be like, Hey, wait, no, I love that part about me. Or I'm okay that I'm not good at that particular thing. Like it's all about coming into your life to make you stop and pause and be like, you know what? This is me and I love all of me and I'm okay with all of this. Thank you so much for bringing that to my forefront here to light because I'm owning that shit. That's a great. It took yeah. my mind off of not getting the job, quite honestly. Yeah. And no, you're exactly right. And I couldn't describe it in any better way. And you just, you just have to accept what it is, accept who you are. And just, there is somebody, I promise you on my whole life, I didn't get married till I was 35 years old. There is somebody who's going to love every inch of you the way you look. And I know it's hard to believe as a woman, like there's no way he could like this. Like he get, you know, a normal man would get a woman with two normal breasts that look perfect. And it was very hard for me to accept, but the truth is it's true. It can happen. And you just have to find your soulmate and you have to like, you just have to love yourself. And the second you start loving yourself, it exudes everywhere, like all over. And and I found out, you know, when people say bad stuff or crummy things or mean things, it's 99% of the time as a psychology major, it's not about you. Right. It's about them. It was about that homeless man and how he felt. Right. Because I, I had a really nice blazer. I mean, heck, he was probably jealous. and a nice purse. I mean, I don't know. But it was about him. And it wasn't about me. And I had to remind myself, that's not about me. It's about him looking for something else wrong in the world to make himself feel better. So if anybody does anything, says anything to you, whatever, just know that that's not the case. You're a superhero. To walk around and be who you really are, you're a superhero. And it's funny, though, like even Superman hid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, but you are a superhero and you be yourself and you will find your person. And, and and I had, I couldn't just accept myself. I mean, I had to get involved in big brothers, big sisters. Yeah. And there's a lot of nonprofits like that and get involved and really see the other side of the world and have a nine-year-old look at you and think that you hung the moon, you know, mm-hmm. and really see how someone loves you through their eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and connecting and having those and experiences back. and like yeah. giving because gratitude and giving and all those things are what, when you give more of yourself, then you're able to receive oh, more the endorphins love. Yeah. Are, I mean, I want to be a billionaire because I want to slip a hundred dollar bill in everybody's pocket. that's sleeping on the street downtown in Austin right now. Yeah. I don't want them ever to know where it came from, but I want to do that because I want them to know that there are people out there that care. And again, for, for anybody in high school or anybody in college or even older women, you know, anybody that their husbands make them feel bad about themselves. It's not about you. It's about them. You're perfect. You have a chance to make a difference in the world, I think. And it's a shame if if you don't join all of us women and do it together. I agree. And I think that the thing that we didn't ever get to touch on, but I think you said you saw a picture where I was exposing it, right? Right. And I said, I thought, oh, wow. And I wanted to know more. Yeah. And I thought, you're brave. I thought you were so brave. And then I remember looking in your car. Then immediately, I'm like, oh, that's a beautiful car. Like, your mind, literally, 30 seconds, maybe, a person. And then they, and then I probably thought, what about my car? You know? Yeah. <laughs> people, are, people are thinking about themselves all oh, yeah. the time. Projection and, like, thinking about that. Well, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being on the episode today. And I just really love the fact that we're talking about things that were crippling to us. 
and cause us to miss out on moments in life and cause us to lose that joy. But now we're taking those experiences of suffering and the mental, emotional abuse that we did to ourselves. And now we're taking that and showing women and men, anyone that struggles with something that they believe is wrong with them, we're helping them to realize that and, you know, helping you to realize maybe you struggle with that. And we're helping you to realize that you no longer have to do that. If you're tired of the suffering of it, if you're tired of losing your true self, then Withers and I are are examples to let you know that you can go within and you can change that view of yourself, your reality to bring that joy back in and to be able to live a more purposeful, happy life. And that's the, the beautiful thing about it is you can take whatever it is and overcome it. And let's be authentic. That was my biggest deal. I was like, I've just been living a lie. Um, all, all my pictures on Instagram, all my Facebook, I look perfect. Yeah. You know, Facetune, all these yeah. silly things that all the, everybody's using it. Nobody looks that way. Nobody. And so you have to remember, like, you know what? Be, just look how you look. Be authentic. What if we all like had one day that no one could use any, you know, sort of filter, like yeah. filterless I yeah. don't know, filterless Facebook Friday. I don't know. That's a, that's a whole nother episode. Uh, no, that'd be sure. pretty great though. Yeah, it like, would be like, it would be a different world. That's for sure. It'd be an authentic, true world. And, you know, yeah, that's a whole nother episode. Well, so. well stay tuned. Uh, well, thank y'all for tuning in today. And I hope that you have a wonderful day and go out there and uh, embrace your beauty. Yeah, embrace your beauty. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you for joining me today on You Are the Magic Pill. My hope is that you leave this podcast feeling better about yourself, inspired, activated, and ready to swallow your fears to realize your dreams. I would be honored if you would leave me a five-star review over in iTunes. Each week, I'll randomly choose one person to win some You Are the Magic Pill swag. Make sure you add your name to the review and I'll reach out to you if you're the winner. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today. Be sure to pop over to youarethemagicpill.com for past episodes and more gifts to help you wake up and realize that you are the magic pill and you can change it all to have it all.